Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! For all the super wine geeks out there, we have a special new series dedicated to you. We are reading excerpts from our new edition of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Wine lovers, tune in for your weekly fix only on Italian Wine Podcast. If you want to own a copy of this new must-read Italian wine textbook, just go to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. This is part 32, Calabria. Historical background. With the arrival of Greek colonists around the 8th century BC, the rudimentary forms of proto-viticulture known by the local populations underwent a significant transformation. Indeed, viticulture in this region clearly has its roots in the Magna Graecia, that ancient center of Greek civilization that encompassed the territories of present-day Basilicata, Campania, Apulia, and Calabria, the archaeological remains of which are still visible today in the shape of temples and cities across the region. In fact, it was during this period that numerous ancient cities, including Region, Croton, Locri, Ephesephidi, and Sibiris, and numerous sub-colonies such as Colon, Hipponian, Medma, Terina, and Scholasium flourished across the region. When the Greeks landed on the Calabrian coast, they immediately took steps to promote viticulture, taking advantage of the fertile soil particularly well-suited to wine production. It was the Greeks, in fact, who renamed this land Enotria, Oinotroi, land of grapevines, which has an undeniable link with the Greek word for wine, Oinos. Pliny the Elder also provides us with evidence about the region's ancient wines. In describing the wines of southern Italy, he mentions not only those from Apulia and Basilicata, but also those from Lagaria, an ancient city that Giuseppe Fotti, superintendent of the archaeological heritage of Calabria, places near Sibari in the vicinity of Cosenza, as well as the nectars produced in Temesa, in Latin Tempsa, an ancient city thought to have been located on a Tyrrhenian coast. Built by the Ozonians, it was later conquered by the Greeks, and it's also mentioned by Homer in the Odyssey. This great period of prosperity, however, was interrupted by the arrival of the barbarians, Lombards, Saracens, and Byzantines, though partially resumed by the subsequent arrival of the Normans, who favored the development of an Arabian-influenced viticulture similar to that practiced in Sicily. During the Middle Ages, viticulture and enology were among the most important components of the economy of the entire region sustained by trade with the markets of Naples, Genoa, and the wider Mediterranean. In that period, the contribution of the monastic orders was vitally important, especially the Basilian communities 
who preserve and refine agricultural and winemaking techniques, which they also disseminated in the more challenging inland areas. Viticulture was also kept alive thanks to the intervention of certain influential feudal lords. From 1409, Carlo Ruffo introduced various agricultural and viticultural innovations, in particularly terracing the land between Bagnara and Schilla. In general, vine cultivation, which was an economic mainstay of the region's agricultural territories until the end of the 15th century, came to a halt, superseded by a growing interest in silkworm breeding. In the 17th century, wine production returned with vigor, as reported by Andrea Bacci in his great work, De Naturali Vinorum History. However, in the 18th century, testifying to the cyclical nature of the Calabrian economy viticulture, once again fell into decline against a backdrop of limited investment in transportation and a deterioration in the region's ports and maritime infrastructure. This led to the abandonment of the quality vineyards and grape varieties that had once made Calabria famous in preference of those of lesser value but higher yield. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and Other Stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. When phylloxera arrived at the end of the 19th century, it caught Calabria viticulture at the worst possible time, as the region's wine was once again enjoying a period of prestige and prosperity. On the markets of Europe, Calabrian wines were once more synonymous with high quality and prestige. The reconstruction of viticulture on American stock was extremely low due to the exodus of farmers from the countryside and the lack of entrepreneurial spirit on the part of the landed nobility. It was only with the second half of the 20th century that a slow and gradual reconstruction of the vineyards and wine-growing tradition began. A substantial shift took place as the areas that had seen the greatest production in the 19th century, Chitra and Cosenza, were overtaken by the newly active areas of Catanzaro and Reggio Calabria. Geomorphology A long, crooked strip embraced by two seas, the Ionian and Turanian, Calabria is often referred to as the toe of the Italian boot, which sometimes seems to stand in the way of those sailors who simply wanted to continue their journey from the Aegean to the Turanian Sea. Calabria was one of the most important southern Italian regions of the ancient Magna Grecia, bordered to the north with Basilicata, to the northeast by the Gulf of Taranto and the Ionian Sea, to the west by the Tyrrhenian Sea, and to the southwest by the Strait of Messina, which separates Calabria from Sicily. The strait measures just 3.2 kilometers at its nearest point between Punta Pezzo in Calabria and Capo Peloro in Sicily. Calabria's territory is 49% hilly, 
42% mountainous, and only 9% flat, with a plain of Sibari overlooking the Ionian Sea being the largest area of flat land, followed by the plain of La Mezza Terme and Rosarno, both facing the Tyrrhenian Sea. As far as regional orography is concerned, the Monte di Orso Marso that overlook the Gulf of Policastro dominate the landscape. The Polino Massive, on the border with Basilicata, include the highest peaks in Calabria, Monte Serra Dolce Dorme and Monte Polino, both over 2,200 meters above sea level. The Polino Massive is the southernmost part of the Apennine Reach and is one of the largest mountain complexes in Italy. These mountains are formed by limestone from different eras with karst phenomena that have created caves such as the famous Serra del Gufo. The Monte di Orso Marso fall within the Polino National Park in the southernmost part of the Locanian Apennines, but in Calabrian territory, and are among the wettest areas in Italy due to the humid influence of the Western Mediterranean. From a geological point of view, from the Polino down to Sicily, there are outcrops of rocks much older than those in the Apennines, consisting of tectonic rather than calcareous units, including metamorphic or crystalline rocks dating back to the Paleozoic with pre-neogenic metamorphism. Almost the entire Calabrian territory belongs to what is known as the calabro peloritanian arc. This geological structure much studied for its singularity, represented by a fragment of the alpine chain that separated from the Sardo Corso block, formed in the Miocene. Rotating counterclockwise, it migrated southeastwards to its current position, finding itself under the Polino Apennines until it reached the northeast of Sicily, effectively linking the Apennines to the Sicilian and African Maghreb. The rotation formed, in the center of the Calabrian Peninsula, the largest plateau in Europe, La Silla, which includes the peaks of Monte Botte Donato at 1,928 meters above sea level, and Monte Nero, which rises to 1,881 meters above sea level. It is also the most important wooded area in Calabria, characterized by soils with various rock formations including schists and gneisses, metamorphic in nature, consisting mainly in quartz on the western slope, crystalline limestone to the north of the Pliocene clays, and Mars to the east, while Miocene sandstones and clays characterize the south. Proceeding southwards, one encounters the Serre Calabresi, two long and opposing mountain ranges with their characteristic sawtooth shape running parallel in a north-south direction, along with the Vibonese Mountains stand out, stretching all the way to the Aspromonte Massive. The Montalto Peak stands out at 1,956 meters above sea level, as a massive made up mostly of archaic rocks with buttresses that descend steeply towards the sea, develop in overlapping terraces and covered with rich and varied vegetation, ranging from Mediterranean scrub to home oak and chestnut woods. Also worth mentioning is the coastal chain, or Catena Paolana, due to its proximity 
to the municipality of Paula, represented by a complex of mountains that stretches 73 kilometers parallel to the coastline of the upper Calabrian Tyrrhenian Sea. The region is also characterized by a decidedly Mediterranean climate, cooler and drier along the Ionian coast, milder on the Tyrrhenian coast, while in the Apennine areas, the winters are cold and snowy, while the summers are warm. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cheat, cheat.